Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the show. This is another edition of College Basketball Madness presented by Prime Sports World. I am your host, Israel Rivera, and uh, we have a lot to cover for the Sweet 16. Uh, but before we start the show, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And in case you missed our live feed, you can catch us all. <clears throat> you can catch us on um, all platforms where podcasts can be heard. And that's um, Apple Music, Samsung, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and um, yeah, and another various uh, many uh, p- podcast streams. Anyways. Uh, before we get into the show, um, yeah, a lot of crazy uh, stuff has happened in the first couple of rounds. I mean, um, nobody expected number one Purdue to go down to Fairleigh Dickinson. Nobody expected Princeton to make it all the way to the Sweet 16, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but that's what March Madness is all about. Um, so just a crazy wild ride. I know that there is not one perfect bracket out there ladies and gentlemen. Um, so that just goes to show that anything can happen when you hit that, uh, that, that March, that NCAA tournament bracket. So um, you guys are in for a wild ride for the Sweet 16, but we have a nice slate of games here. Um, one thing that uh, really has, um, you know, gotten, gotten to me is that, you know, some like, I kind of mentioned this already, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago and last week even. So, uh, you know, teams like Purdue, right? you know, I just knew that a team, you know, like I didn't think a fairly Dickinson would do it. I thought Purdue would get rid of a fairly Dickinson, but I, I thought Memphis would make it into the second round. And, you know, I know Florida Atlantic beat them and everything like that, which, you know, by controversy. Um, but one thing I'll say, like teams like Purdue teams, you know, you know, you know, big, t- bigger time teams, you know, they kind of get shell shocked when some of these, you know, lesser teams come in there and, play with their, you know, play faster, play with j- just as much intensity at the guard play. Um, you know, one thing I'll say about Purdue, Zach Eady didn't show up. I said it a long time ago. I mean, uh, you know, he, he might be a lot. I mean, he's great offensively because he can, you know, he's bigger than everybody, but defensively he's a liability and it showed against Fairleigh Dickinson. Princeton, when I'm looking at that number 15 seed Princeton, man, they dominated against Mizzou. I mean, um, <laughs> let me tell you, man. Uh, that team is so well coached, um, has a high basketball IQ. That's a team that, you know, could very well make it into the lead eight, uh, you know, once everything all settles down. And then looking at some of the other top teams like, um, you know, Houston, which kind of scared me um, in that uh, second game there a little bit, first and second game there a little bit. But um, uh, Alabama, it looks to be – probably the most dominant team in the whole tournament. Um, them and really Gonzaga, you know, Alabama, Gonzaga, very dominant, um, you know, teams. Uh, K-State really shocked me. I mean, uh, the play of Marquise Noel, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever seen this five-foot-nothing point guard, but he's got some swag. He's got, you know, all the pizzazz that you need at the point guard position, no-look passes, big-time shots, big-time big time plays. Uh, down there um, for K-State uh, and Keontae Johnson. I mean, we already know what he brings to the table. So, you know, Kentucky, that was a that was actually probably one of the best games in the second round was Kentucky versus K-State. The offensive pace was tremendous uh, in that game. Um, 
another team that really, uh, you know, kind of surprised me is Tennessee, you know, because Tennessee has, let me tell you, you know, ACC tournament last few weeks, Tennessee's kind of been meh. You know, they've kind of, you know, haven't been Tennessee that we that we're used to seeing. But this tournament, Tennessee has looked, you know, defensively, the ball pressure has been there. Um, you know, the defensively they have they have been, you know, on it. And I think that, you know, that they have a real big good chance, especially playing FAU, they have a real big chance of making it to the Elite Eight uh for Rick Barnes um squad. So uh, Tennessee is definitely a team that has uh, shocked me a little bit. Um, and you know, we'll see, we'll see, you know, what else brings, but you know, some teams have some, you know, you could, could say some easy paths to the final four. Um, you know, like, you know, I wouldn't say Creighton has an easy path, but like Alabama, I think they, I think Alabama plays the winner of uh, not Alabama, but I think, um, I, th- I believe Alabama plays the winner of Creighton and, um, the winner of, no, Xavier in Texas, I think played a winner of Creighton and, um, and Princeton. So, uh, I mean, that, that, you know, one of those four teams will make it. I mean, MSU, K-State, um, you got uh, Arkansas, UConn. I think they, they think those two teams, if they when they play uh, each other. So, oh, no, FAU, Tennessee, MSU, K-State. You know, one of those four teams will make it to the Final Four. Um, in my opinion, when I look at the field, I think those would be probably, if, if one of those teams makes it, which I don't think Princeton would make it. Um, I think Princeton – you know, may make it to the leader. I don't think they'll make it to the final four, but we'll keep our finger trials for them. I think that uh, they can. I think I think that Tennessee, FAU, MSU, K State will probably be one of the weaker teams in the final four, in my opinion. But that's just me. But anyways, getting straight to it. Um, in terms of the Sweet Sixteen, just a lot of uh, you know myriad of games here that you know should be exciting here. Uh, first up, we're on the slate. We got K State at number seven, Michigan State. Michigan State has been playing uh, very good basketball uh, in the tournament, and K State, you know, just knocked off Kentucky. Uh, very good game as well. There. Um, when it comes to this game, players to watch: Tyson Walker for Michigan State, Joey Hauser stretch uh, uh, stretch four there uh, for Michigan State. Uh, can really shoot it. Uh, you got Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noah from K State. Definitely. Out of those four guys, I think the key player here in this game definitely has to be the play of Marquise Noel. I mean, if he can get into the crevices of the deep Michigan State defense, he could cause some problems for Michigan State, especially getting his other teammates open. He just plays with an energy that is infectious on the whole team. With that being said, I don't want to bet against Tom Izzo team made it to the Sweet 16. I don't want to bet against a Tom Izzo team that made it to the Sweet 16. I got Michigan State making it to the Elite Eight here uh, in the next round. Um, I just think that team is destined to probably make the Final Four, in my opinion. Um, one thing about them is free throws, right? Free throws. They have to make their free throws. I mean, down the stretch, that's, that's how um, Iowa came back from, uh, you know, tw- uh, you know, down late in the season with a minute 20 left. It's because they couldn't knock down the free throws. Um, forget which game it was. I think it was the second round, uh, the first round game. Which they gave. Um, I'll pull it up here. They, they couldn't hit their free throws, and they they were given a chance. They were given a team a chance uh, to come back in that game. Um, so yeah, Michigan State definitely has to you know execute down the stretch. But I think they got it. I think they got it. Um, 
and that was against that was against USC where they kept missing their free throws and just USC couldn't capitalize and that was the first round game. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Michigan State can 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 uh, you know, uh, I like what I saw in the last game against Marquette. They played with some tough tenacity. Um, but I like them to move on to the Elite Eight, um, you know, after beating Kansas State. Next game on the slate, got UConn Huskies and number eight, Arkansas. I really didn't think Arkansas would be here. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly, I thought Arkansas might 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 lose to Illinois. <laughs> and they took care of business in there. But um, the players are watching this game. We got Adam Sanogo out of UConn, big body, um, had 20, uh, 20, uh, 28 points, I believe, or 25 points um, in the game in the previous game. Um, got Jordan Hawkins, who was making some big threes, big, big threes uh, down the stretch there uh, for UConn. Um, and then we got uh, Ricky Council, Devontae Davis, outside of Nick Smith and Anthony Black for Arkansas. Ricky Council leads Arkansas um, in uh, points per game. Uh, so he's definitely their leader there for the University of Arkansas. Um, when I look at this game, oh, Lord, man, this is a tough one for me to to, to think about here because I think with the guard play, I think the, Arkansas runs four guards out there. They're really long. They're athletic. Um, they're, looking, they're looking to hit the stride. Um, UConn went against a St. Mary's team that wasn't as athletic and also – when in that St. Mary's game, it was one and done. I mean, every time St. Mary's threw up a shot and missed it, they weren't getting any offensive rebounds in that game. Um, so Adama Sanogo had 24 points uh, in the game, 11 to 16. He was just dominant. He was playing big boy basketball against St. Mary's. But Jordan Hawkins was making threes that, I mean, St. Mary's is probably one of the best defensive teams in the nation. Um, and Jordan Hawkins was making threes with a hand all in his eyeballs. Um you know, three after three in the second half um, and really pulled away, you know, middle second half in that game. Uh, so shout out to UConn for, you know, making some clutch plays in that game. If I had to pick a winner here, um, you know, for UConn, Arkansas, uh, I'm going to stay with UConn. I think UConn's got enough, you know, they got enough experience. Yeah, a lot of, they got seniors, juniors on that team, as opposed to what in Arkansas's main rotation is. They got a mixed version. They got a mixed uh, group of, you know, seniors and, and, and freshmen. But, you know, when I look at the talent-wise, I like Arkansas, right, talent-wise. You know, Nick Smith, Anthony Black, probably two first-round picks in the next uh, – in the NBA draft, right? Maybe two lottery picks in the NBA draft. When we look at uh, UConn, um, I just think that they just have the shot makers. They have the big, they have the inside, they have the outside, they have the guards that can, that can, that can make things happen. Um, they're well coached. So I'm going to go ahead and give this matchup to the Yukon Huskies to move forward and beat the Arkansas Razorbacks here. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we got FAU going against number four, Tennessee. Um, and I just mentioned Tennessee. I just think like hell of a defensive team. I think they have been showing that, um, throughout the whole tournament uh, here. Uh, when I look at um, when I look at Tennessee, I I think that that's a team that once they get set defensively, it's really tough to stop them. Really tough to stop Tennessee. Um,
Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for that technical difficulty there. Has some internet issues here. Well, anyways, uh, going on about uh, FAU and Tennessee, uh, you know, that's a game that, you know, when I look at uh, Tennessee, like I said, once they get set defensively, they're real tough to beat. Um, their on-ball, um, you know, pressure with the Vescovi uh, from uh, from Uruguay, who uh, was one of the, I would say, one of the steadiest point guards in the nation, in my opinion. Uh, but when I look at this team, I mean, um, Olivier uh, Kamoy, I can't even pronounce his name right. Man, 27 points versus Duke. I mean, I thought Duke was like a team destined to make to win the national championship, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, they shut that down. Um, their on-ball pressure was tremendous. Um, and I think when you go against a fairly um, FAU, uh, you know, player to look out for, Janelle Davis. I mean, he leads the team in points per game, leads the team in rebounds, all that, too, all that good stuff. Um, but John L. Davis, he's definitely a factor when it comes to FAU. He's a big body. He's a guy that's been getting some looks from some scouts here. Um, you know, definitely could possibly be um, a late first rounder, maybe a, a second rounder here. But uh, Tennessee, I think, takes care of business against FAU. Um, and I don't think it would be close. I think Tennessee might win this game by a good, a nice margin. I mean, you know, what I saw against Duke, I mean, they, they played some great perimeter defense against Duke. Um, they struggled a little bit against Louisiana, um, and that's because Louisiana size uh, with um, uh, with uh, Jordan Davis, um, not Jordan Davis, but uh, Jordan Brown, um, it really hurt him. You know, Jordan Brown, he's he's a guy that's going to be uh, he's going to be nice at the next level. I don't know if he'll be a star at the next level, but he'll definitely be a rotational player at the next level. He's a guy that can cast the ball on the inside. Um, and he could, he could make every, every move, you know, he could face you up, he could back you down. Um, and so that's, that's, a, that, that really gave Tennessee some issues there, especially in the second half as they were making a run. Uh, but I like Tennessee to win this game against FAU. Um, I don't really think FAU has the guard play to kind of get past the defensive pressure. I think there's too much pressure that Tennessee will put on FAU. It'll make it a lot difficult for that team to, um, you know, to 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 get into their offensive sets. Now we got the premier matchup of Thursday here. We got number two UCLA going up against number three Gonzaga. And let me tell you something. This is the hard game to really predict because you know the stars are on the floor. You got Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. You got Hamay Hakez uh, from UCLA. Tiger Campbell from UCLA. Uh, David Singleton, who's been there seems like forever. Uh, Amari Bailey, you say UCLA got all the stars, uh, you know, in this game. Uh, but Gonzaga's no slouch either, you know. Um, they play, you know, Mark Few has his team playing at a high level again at tournament time. Um, you know, Adam, you know, getting getting Adam Bona back for UCLA was kind of big. I think, you know, him, you know, him and Singleton, I think that's going to be a key matchup here. When it comes to you know you know Garden Drew Timmy um, down there, but you never know. I mean, uh, Gonzaga's you know definitely a hot team right now. Uh, you know, going back into the season, I mean, I think they've won their last what? God, Lee, I think Gonzaga's won their last eight or nine, um, in my opinion. So I think yeah, they won their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games um, going into the regular season. Um, here, oh no, they won their last. Yeah, they've won their last, yeah, nine games, nine games in the regular season and then two games here in the uh, postseason. So Gonzaga is a team that's really hot right now. Um, 
I mean, UCLA is definitely a t- very talented team. Whew, if I had to pick a team, though, I think I'm going to go with UCLA to win this football, this basketball game. Um, I just think they have a little bit too much there on the perimeter there um, for Gonzaga to handle. Definitely a lot of some of their perimeter guys are going to have to step it up, but um, you're going to have to give UCLA the go here uh, in the Sweet 16. So we have a Sweet 16. So we have Michigan State, UConn, Tennessee, and UCLA all moving on to the Elite Eight out of Thursday. Moving on to Friday's match, we got number one Alabama going up against number five San Diego State. And one thing about this game, Alabama's been the most dominant team in the tournament, in my opinion. I mean, they just they they just have looked like a man amongst if, when you know that cliche saying saying a man amongst boys. That's that's what Alabama's been. I mean, they they special. There, there's something different uh, there down there in Tuscaloosa. I mean, Brandon Miller. Uh, he's going to be a uh, top three uh, pick. He might be the number two overall pick. I've said this before. He might be the number two overall pick, depending on team needed at the next level. Whoever gets picked, whoever gets those top three picks, team need. I think Brandon Miller could, could actually supersede um, uh, uh, the young the young boy um, out of uh, out of the G League. So um, I think I think uh, Brandon Miller would definitely be a top three pick. Uh, top, he could be a top two pick. I'm talking about um, head scoop um, Henderson. So, when I look at Alabama, I mean, they have size, they have you know, guys on the perimeter, Javon Quinterly, um, especially you know, with the ball in his hands, he could distribute. But when I look at San Diego State, that's a tough team, man. I mean, that team, you know, is like, I mean, they'll bump you, they'll get that pressure on you, Matt Bradley, Lamont Butler. Um, Keisha Johnson. Uh, I mean, th- those guys. I mean, those guys are 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 going to be. You know, we got Nathan Mensa. Those guys are are physical presences, and you know, it's going to be a big matchup between you know the two front court guys with Charles Bediaco and Noel Clowney. Noel Clowney can stretch you out. He's a freshman that can stretch you out there on the perimeter for Alabama. Uh, Charles Bediaco's uh, sophomore. He's a seven footer out of Ontario, out of Canada. Um, so that, that you know, that's that might be posing some problems for San Diego State, who's a little bit doesn't have a seven footer on their team. Um, so that might be a problem there. But they got a lot of bulk on their team. They're really tough as nails uh, type of basketball team. But not going to be enough to beat Alabama, in my opinion. Alabama's just too good, uh, too skilled. Um, I mean, they just have more talent. They're just a talented team, more dominating team. Um, they easily make it to the Elite Eight, in my opinion. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we got Miami Houston, and this is another game. I think this is a this is a tough game for Houston. I mean, you got the perimeter play of of, of Isaiah Wong, uh, which you know could pose uh, you know a problem. Um, but I think Jamal Sneed, uh, Marcus Sasser can handle it. Um, one guy I'm looking out for is Jarris Walker. Man, he has six blocks. I mean, this is a kid that, that they're they're talking about could be a top five projected pick uh, in the NBA draft next year. Um, true freshman, this kid had six blocks last game, along with Javon Roberts had five blocks, eleven blocks between both of those guys. Um, I think that that is going to be a key matchup with him and um, Omir, who's their leading rebounder. He's averaging thirteen and ten on the season, but he had seventeen rebounds uh, in the last game. Um, so. <laughs> You know, when I look at this team, I mean, and, and that was against Trace Jackson Davis in Indiana, you know, uh, for Miami. Even though Trace Jackson Davis had a hell of a game at five blocks, 23-8, uh, you know, some along those lines. Um, 
I think Houston is a team that's kind of destined to Final Fours in Houston. So I think, you know, we're going to see a Houston versus Texas Elite Eight matchup, in my opinion. That's what we all want to see. I think we will see a Houston-Texas Elite Eight matchup. I'm kind of moving forward a little bit here in the Texas matchup. But I got Houston winning this matchup against Miami. Moving on to Princeton Creighton. This is this is a matchup right here that I'm just excited to see. I think I, out of all the matchups I'm excited to see is this Princeton Creighton matchup. I think Princeton's well coached. Um, Tosan, um, I can't I can't really pronounce his last name. Ivabwan, Tosan Ivabwan, who's leading them in points. He's a, he's a guard forward, six eight. He's leading them in points and assists. Um, Ryan Longbird, he had 22 points versus Mizzou. That game against Missouri, that was just I mean that was. It was not even close from the tip-off. I mean, Mitch Henderson has his team playing like they believe. Um, they are – he explained to, to us earlier – he explained to the media earlier that they this is a fearless bunch. Um, I mean, they've been running the same type of Princeton office with all the back cuts and everything like that. Uh, this is a team – I mean, it's kind of like um, similar to, you know, when you play Army or Navy, uh, something like that, um, you know, when they're running the triple option. Uh, it's kind of one of those weird offenses that you kind of have to get used to in game. Um, I mean, the film does a lot of things you could prepare for, but it's something different when you get in the game and they're actually running these these back cut actions. Um, when I look at Creighton, uh, Ryan Nebard, he had 30 points. He was cooking against Baylor. I mean, I mean, the little brother was cooking against Baylor. He was cooking. Um, he's another guy that you got to watch out for. Um, uh, Creighton has a guy, you know, that's a guard and Baylor Sherman. He's a leading rebounder at eight rebounds. He's, he's a guy that, you know, when they're cooking it out to, um, you know, Ryan Cogburn, Cog who's their leading scorer, stretch four, stretch uh, five, seven foot one. He could shoot. He could shoot. He's averaging two blocks. He's shooting 40% from three. He's averaging 17 points per game. I mean, this is a team that, you know, Creighton, they could kill you in a, they could hurt you in a myriad of ways. Um, you know, so, you know, Princeton's definitely have to play another perfect game to beat Creighton. Um, honestly, this is a hard one to pick, in my opinion. I just think that the back cut action, I think the way Princeton's playing, I think they believe, I think they are fearless. I think once they get set up defensively, it's hard for a lot of teams to probably play against them unless they have overwhelming guard play, which I don't think Creighton, which I don't think Creighton has overwhelming guard play. Um, so give me Princeton to move on into the Elite Eight. And I know some Princeton Ivy League scholars are probably very happy with that pick if they are watching the show. Um, Princeton, moving on to the Elite Eight over Creighton. Uh, sorry, Blue Jays fans, but you guys are going home uh, early this year. Uh, but a good ride to the Sweet 16. This is a Creighton team that – let me tell you something. Creighton, if they lose in the Sweet 16, I, I you know – it's not a disappointing season at all because they started out the season losing like eight in a row in the first half of the season. They lost so many games in a row. Um, it was incredible. And then the second half of the season, they just turned it on. So Creighton had a bounce back, bounce back uh, second half of the year, made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, if they can make it to the Elite Eight, great. I don't know if they do make it to the Elite Eight. They certainly are favored. I believe they're, what, a, a nine and a half point favorite here in this ball game. Um, but Nonetheless, Creighton has had an amazing season coming back from, you know, losing all those games in the first half of the season to coming back and winning in the second half of the season. Um, so nothing to hang your hats on, nothing to hang your heads on if you lose this game to a hot 
Princeton team out of the Ivy League. And then the last matchup of the Friday slate, we have number two, Texas versus number three, Xavier. And this is going to be a hell of a game as well. Um, you know, Texas, I mean, Dylan DeSue, <laughs> Dylan DeSue with 28 points uh, in, in the last game that they played um, versus Penn State. And that was a hell of a game as well. Um, he literally made buckets down a stretch that were just massive and really put Penn State away. Um, but when I look at this game for Xavier, I think the, the guard play solely being who's their uh, senior leader, um, Jack Nunge, who's, uh, you know, the, the big, big time center. That, that's going to be a key matchup with Nunge and Dylan DeSue. You know, some that Penn State really didn't have the, the big, the size that Xavier does have. Xavier does have that size, um, you know, in the middle. Um, Kobe Jones and Silly Boom, it's going to be uh, that matchup with those two versus Serge Jabari Walker and Marcus Carr is going to be key uh, in this game. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Can't come down to the wire. Texas is favored by four points. Um, it depends on which Xavier team shows up. If it's a Xavier team that showed up in the second game against Villanova, I think Texas wins easily. But if this is a Xavier team that that showed up in the last game. You know, uh, this this could be a team, a tough team. The Xavier team that showed up against Pitt. This is a tough team to beat, uh, especially once they get going defensively. They get set. Uh, they get out in transition. Um, this could be a tough team to beat, but I got Texas winning. I think Serge Barry Walker, I think he gets his stroke going. He's kind of struggled. He struggled the last game to get it going, but I think he gets it going this game. Uh, you know, he's got that quick release. Uh, I think he makes a few big-time threes here down the stretch uh, for Texas, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's it won't be decided by four. I think it'll be I think it'll be down to the wire. I think last possession wins this basketball game here to send to the Elite Eight, and I think Texas and Houston. I think that's a dream Elite Eight matchup for the state of Texas here, um, everybody. So that's what I got for th- for Friday. I got Alabama, Houston, Princeton, and Texas moving on to the Elite Eight. So we got this is the Elite Eight here. We got Michigan State, we got UConn, we got Tennessee, we got UCLA, Alabama, Houston, Princeton, and Texas. And that's going to be my lead eight there. And I know that's probably that, – that bracket is – whoever has Princeton this far, you know, if they have them in the Elite Eight, uh, kudos to you for having a perfect bracket because I don't think there's not one perfect bracket out there. But who knows? There might be somebody out there that – picked some team colors and, 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 you know, made their fish pick, pick, pick their teams for him or their cat. Like David liked to say, he, he, he had Chase pick his, pick his picks and uh, her bracket was doing really good. Picks you pick fairly Dickinson over, uh, over Purdue. So uh, if a cat could get it right, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, but everybody, you know, does some weird things with their brackets every year. And it's, um, kind of interesting to see some of the people, you know, some of the experts, so quote unquote experts, their, their, their brackets are already busted. I know mine's was busted the first, first day. Uh, and I'm pretty sure 99% of the United States bracket was busted in the first day uh, of tournament play. So um, anyways, uh, everybody, that's been a wrap. Go ahead, please like share and subscribe to the podcast here on Facebook YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch going live 24-7. We bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen, 24-7, 365 days a year here at Prime Sports World. And in case you missed this live feed, go ahead and check us out on all platforms where podcasts can be heard. That is Apple Music, Samsung Music, uh, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. 
ladies and gentlemen. Um, but let me know in the comment section who you have down here in the Elite Eight and uh, possibly in the Final Four. I know tomorrow we'll be bringing you the crossover with David and TJ, um, and then we'll be coming with a Final Four preview here or Elite Eight preview here uh, coming up. Um, this weekend so you guys don't want to miss that hot content here at prime sports world but everybody in case i miss you good afternoon good evening and good night ladies and gentlemen sayonara suckers <laughs>